This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Hardavani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice, expanding your vision. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. and indie creators. So here we are, a little soul vibing it out. Thomas, how are you doing today? Very good. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful spring day, huh? Yeah, spring has sprung for certain, at least here in Southern California. Very warm. It must be like almost 80 degrees outside. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. So with that topic of spring... Uh, this is the time of year that we shift from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere, from a positive charge to a negative charge. Oh yes, yeah. spring neg- has sprung. Spring, spring has sprung. sprung. I, yeah. We get the positive charge. Southern hemisphere gets a negative meaning, like a car battery, not as a negative attitude. But today we're going to talk about how to transform negative emotions into positive ones. Um, in Chinese medicine, summer is associ- or spring is associated with liver. And uh, that is a time where we naturally are welcome to liberate any unresolved anger, irritation, emotions within us. And it, uh, historically enough, has been proven to be a great time of many wars in the springtime because this shift of energy on our planet. Many wars. I think I had to go like (laughs) 40 years without getting in a fight in spring. 40 years? Yeah. I mean, it's it's inevitable that people are like... (laughs) Very reactive and very <laughs> jumpy when, uh, for some reason, that that's equinox passes on like March 21st. It's a powerful, powerful time of year. Yeah, a lot of shedding. I think I shed something right before it. Well, with a lot of aggression comes a lot of loving. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of loving, a lot of, a lot of aggression, a lot of people <laughs> jockeying for position, a lot of people spring cleaning, getting their houses in order, getting themselves in order. Working it out, right? Working it out. Rather than feeling taxed or maybe exasperate some of that agitation that's there, really just to help us sift it through the sieve and uh, enjoy this time of year. For you, how... Shift it through the sieve. Sift it through the sieve. What the hell? (laughs) What is sift it through the sieve? Well, when you put something through a sieve, you keep all the particles. Like if you were in the gold rush days, they had the pans, you know? Oh, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah, yeah. so you keep the gold nuggets, but you let all the other crap go. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what transforma- <laughs> transformation negative emotions is about. It's about, yeah. it's, ex- it's exactly that. But uh, I guess the, the question comes into how to do that. Uh, and I think if that's a, a more conscientious type of a step-by-step approach to uh, managing our behaviors with each other and trying to keep our heads above water and trying to maintain our well-beings and try to avoid conflicts or try to avoid things that might 
get in the way of our ultimate goal, then the transformation of negative emotions is a is a is an essential tool. Um, but it's you, something that has to be learned for sure because it's uh, we're not all capable of it right out of the gate. Right now, when you say avoid, are you suggesting that we should avoid these things or we should meet them head on? Well, uh, avoid. The, the, I mentioned avoid. Uh, I'm not. I'm not talking about avoiding anything. Actually, uh, okay. when, when you're talking about transformation of negative emotions, you're talking about being able to sit in it and to appreciate the emotional life that you do have, and then take those elevated emotions and drive them into a place of you that can uh, empathize and. Uh, and see things for as they really are and to attain higher states of consciousness. Oh, so practically speaking, for those out there ready to like haul off and have a fit or an emotional outburst, it's rising up, maybe they've already experienced it. Can you share how you like to transform it? Well, it's not a, it, it's, it's not a matter of, if you're talking about people that are flying off the handle and then carrying that negativity around with them, maybe indefinitely. Uh, the idea is to recognize it for what it is, see it for what it's, what it's doing to your life, and then decide that that's not a way that you want to proceed. And knowing that there's an option to, uh, uh, to, that, to negative types of behavior that would uh, get in the way of your progress or realizing your potential. The reason for all these little techniques are to uh, ultimately exist in an elevated platform so that you can be an asset in whatever environment that you're in. So any leader, any true leader is going to have this ability to uh, be in the conflict but yet not add to the fire, not be part of the problem uh, and actually a, a basis on which a solution can arise uh, and that's really absolutely key and when you say that some people are better at doing that in certain aspects of their lives and not others well it's not some people uh, the people on the path the people on a journey the people questing after their potential will start to navigate this territory and realize that hey I'm not my best self when I'm surrounded by a bunch of negativity when the obfuscation is too much for me to bear that I become the obfuscation as opposed to uh, an entity that's there to uh, uh, you know, provide some clarity or to provide some stability or to provide uh, guidance. Uh, and uh, each one of us has the capability of teaching through our presence. Through our presence, we cultivate enough or integrity to begin to start this kind of work. Right. So let's bring it down to a granular versus a, a more ethereal speak, even though I understand what you're saying. Uh, for our listeners, they're in it. They're wrestling around, but they're having conscious awareness that they would like to elevate their response to the situation. Uh, what's the first step for them? Well, for most people, they just go into denial. Like I've seen uh, people just pretend that the problem's not happening. So let's get uh, let's get that out of the way right now. It's uh, transformation of negative emotions is not pretending it's not happening, or it's not locking into a particular behavior 
and not adapting to really what's happening around you. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. It's knowing that when you're feeling something that's very intense and it's sort of being driven into a part of yourself that's habitual, that's reactive, that you maybe learn from your parents or you learn from your friends or you learn from society to sort of impulsively respond to and you want to shift that behavior, you need to drive it into a different part of yourself, part of yourself that's not familiar, a part of yourself that's dealing with the moment at hand, that's dealing with the entity that you're confronted with, and to learn to uh, empathize and have compassion for that entity. And in doing that, you transform that negative emotion into something that forces you to perceive things in the moment. Right. So give an example. What do you, you get it? You get attacked. Yeah. Road rage. Let's say somebody comes up and they flips <laughs> you off. They flip you off in your car. Well, the knee jerk reaction is to send and reflect that energy back to them. Right. The ability to take that energy from that person and immediately recognize it as somebody who's having a rough day and uh, didn't get off on the right foot or something has happened to them. Immediately allows you immediately allows you the insight to counter that aggression by absorbing it and sending them a positive vibe and behaving accordingly, backing off, backing away from them, uh, giving them space. In a car, you would give them space. Hey, go ahead, buddy. You got it. You got the reins. I'm sorry you're having a rough day. And in doing that, what I've done is I've taken his energy. And as opposed to me reflecting the negative energy that's coming at me, I've taken it and driven it into my higher intelligence, which allows me to empathize and have compassion, which gives me a boost of energy, which yep. puts me in a whole nother part of myself that now, from this point forward, the day's a little more clear. The day's fresher because now I've driven that energy into a higher state of consciousness, which is a gift. So the guy that flipped me off gave me a gift. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for the energy. And I'm sorry you're suffering, but I understand. And because I understand, I'm now existing in a more clear, in a more clear state of mind. And if I'm a master, I I ride that wave as long as I can. I try to remind myself to remain in that condition. Inevitably, invariably, I'll go back to sleep again. I'll. Go back to daydreaming, enter into a more reflective, reactive state of mind again, and inevitably life will give me another challenge. And it will say, hey, you have a choice. You see it, you take it, transform it, elevate yourself with it, and be thankful for the opportunity. And that's the beauty of transforming negative emotions. Now that's an external reactivity transformation. So you're transforming your relationship to that energy coming at you. What if it's bubbling up inside of you? Well, if it's bubbling up inside of me, then I'm clearly not uh, catching it. I've, I've justified it through something that I like or something that I don't like. I've, I've labeled it something that society has said it's okay to behave in this way. It's okay to be 
anti this, it's okay to anti that, it's okay to risk this, this, it's okay to yell at that, it's okay to respond to my children in this way, it's okay to respond to my husband, my wife that way, it's okay to take my parents for granted, it's okay to talk down to certain people. Uh, and that comes from a, something that I've already learned. It's not something that's actually existing in the space without bias. All right, so if you're talking about going beyond duality, Thomas. Well, the only way to transform negative emotions is to go beyond reality, uh, go beyond duality. duality. Yeah. And, and by going beyond duality, you're not really going beyond anything. You're just entering into reality. Right. It is and it is not. Duality requires a preconception. It requires a, a something that you've already experienced. And that experience associates itself with a current experience and the behavior becomes the same. Right. Uh, and so each one of us sort of sets, sets our likes and our dislikes and our justifications. We already have those built into us. The problem is, is every moment is a fresh moment. Every moment has its own nuances. Every moment has its own energy about it. And no moment is the same as another moment. So if you're able to actually see things for the first time every time, your ability to transform negative emotions, the odds of being able to do that go up tremendously. Right. For you, if you're feeling it. For me, if I'm feeling it. For you, if you're feeling it. <laughs> for me. I mean, I don't mind the questions, but yeah, how about you? If I'm feeling it, well, it depends where I can catch myself. Because if, if I've lost my perspective, then I'm in it. And then I am not able to necessarily stop the train all the time. Uh, and then the, there comes the aftermath with self because I wasn't in a higher state of being in that moment. I chose to have a bias or a reactivity or a vulnerability uh, in that moment. Well, here's the thing about being, is that you have to earn your different levels of being. So being is sort of like a cap. And so everybody has a cap. It's just a matter of if we're adding, if we're adding to ourselves enough to elevate the bar. So being is, being is a different type of a conversation, although in order to transform negative emotions or to be compassionate to the environment in a genuine way where you're taking from it and elevating yourself from it with it so that you can see clearly, that requires a very special type of an effort over a certain amount of time. Of course. Well, you know, when we're talking, I'm thinking of, I think it was about this time last year, you know, when I had someone try to jump me, and in that moment I was able to assess what needed to happen from not a reactive state, from a very still still space, uh, and I actually was able to do something that, you know, wouldn't logically have happened in that moment. You know, I, I couldn't have pre-thought out what happened in that moment with that person. You know, that's like a divine moment in my in my mind. You know, someone three times as large as me jumping me. I'm able to circumvent the entire situation with rather great physical ability and a certain amount of grace and stillness, right? So right there, I didn't succumb to that moment. Well, it's not about succumbing to a moment. It's about elevating, elevating yourself with that opportunity. Right, so there was definitely that, but what I'm talking to, what I, I guess was sharing that at certain moments in time, depending, because we're all doing this karmic dance with one another, there's this very vast cause and effect web that we're weaving, 
that you might all of a sudden have anger propel up in you or I might have anger propel up in me. Uh, and then if I choose to harness that energy and go into right action for myself, meaning not causing, causing any harm to myself or others, that would be optimal. That isn't always the case that occurs. So, Well, that's something else. That's a lower bar. When you're talking about transforming negative emotions, you are gaining a, a, a lift. You're getting a boost from the challenge that the resistance has given you to propel yourself into a higher state of Correct. consciousness. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, so for the so for the first timers out here who have not ever questioned what they like, what they don't like, or or haven't quest, questioned their behavior because they feel their behavior is justified. There's a there's a basic exercise that uh, many of the masters throughout the ages has have laid out for us. And one of those exercises, whether it goes from the Sufis, whether it goes into the martial art, whether it goes to Lao Tzu, or uh, they always they always talk about or hit on this little exercise. It's called the stop exercise. And the stop exercise is awesome. It's kind of like a, a timeout. And right now, it's the modern the modern version of a stop exercise is taking a timeout. A timeout gives you just a beat or two or three to stop and sit in whatever set of circumstances you're in and check yourself. Where am I? How am I doing? What's going on here? This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. Uh, am I? Am I seeing things as they really are, or am I projecting my own insecurities out into the space around me? Am I exacerbating a situation, or am I absorbing a situation? The stop exercise just requires you to, like everybody could do it right now. Like everybody just stop what you're doing and listen. Observe your body breathing, just for a moment. So immediately the world around you becomes a more sensory experience when you do that. And you can assess the objective reality of the world that you're actually in and you can begin to make better decisions from this place. If you do that enough, like several thousand times, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 <laughs> times, your level of being will shift. Your, your ability to see really what's going on and how to be in a space starts to accelerate because you're actually adding to your being being uh, and then at a certain point you're like okay this is good but if you're looking to realize your potential you want to take it one step further and that's when transforming negative emotions comes in because it's not enough just to live now i want to benefit i want to gain and and uh, from the environment that i exist in from the work that i do from the people that i engage in I want to feel confident to be able to go anywhere and take from whatever's happening and boost myself into a sort of a stratospheric understanding so you're of absolutely what's going on around me. So transforming negative emotions is not necessarily for somebody who hasn't stopped and checked in and had an appreciation for the truth of what's actually happening around them as opposed to what they're afraid of what's happening around them or what they fear might happen. Or even uh, the distraction can come from the other side. Not necessarily fear, but it can come from also partying. You know, everybody's happy, everybody's happy. So I'm wrapped up in this idea of being happy and I'm wrapped up in the wave of, 
everybody's celebrating, even though everybody around me might be internally destroying themselves with drugs and alcohol and any other substance they may be putting in their body to sort of generate this sense of freedom, this sense of, this artificial sense of self that can come through these sorts of unions. But even in those spaces, to stop and to take in really what's going on around you allows you even to take yourself higher, to experience that bliss or that euphoria that's going on around you even to a greater degree. And add that to your fresh perspective of what you really are and what you can really do in an environment. So you're, you're sharing a beautiful martial arts technique to take all energy and let it feed you and use it in a, a, a manner that is for benefit for self and others. Yeah, and also another exercise is simply uh, uh, um, breaking a habit. So if you have a tendency to do something the same way, to actually just put a variant on your activity and you'll experience it in a fresh way. You'll notice nuances that you didn't notice before. And habits are good if they're good. Good habit can be defined by anything that maintains your well-being, anything that's serves the community in a broader scale to allow it to make better choices, uh, anything like that. So you're, 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 you're feeding yourself really good food. And we've got to remember is the impressions, the things that we see and hear and the things that we receive every day, that's food. That's just like eating for your body. But how you perceive things, uh, the quality of how you perceive things is like food. So if you take in, uh, if you learn to receive the world in a more clear, compassionate place, it's like you're eating really good food, really nutrient-rich, fresh food. And if you uh, go about things in a, in a resentful, antithetical, aberrant way, then you're eating uh, food that's not good for you rotten food, food that will eventually make you sick. And the mind is sensitive, just like the stomach is sensitive to what it receives. Which is beautifully said. Uh, and so it would probably benefit most of us to get off a lot of certain media that we take in, in the sense, unless we have a, a, a healthy perspective on what we're watching, correct? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter for the mind what level of conflict is going on around you. It's the quality of you within the obfuscation. If your quality and you can sit and maintain the truth of who you are in that space, you'll be a benefit and an asset to um, quelling the fire, cooling the fire. Uh, yeah. a, 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 a natural born leader in those difficult spaces. And so there's, when you say quell the fire, there's this op, um, opposing force that's happening for some people is they don't know how to have a fire, which actually for from Chinese medicine, this is the time of wood, wood rising, pun intended, uh, is that this is that time for detoxification, clearing our liver energy, our liver chi is rebalancing and coming into harmony. However, if there's stagnation or people hold back 
they'll they can potentially need to learn how to move that energy so that it doesn't come off like a giant volcano um, eventually when it erupts. So how how would you? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> how would you? But rec- if you're talking about if you're talking about how we perceive things in order to increase the quality of the impression that we receive right. from our family, our friends, our work, our neighborhoods, our country at large. How do we see it through a pair of eyes that allows us to see the truth of what's happening, which requires us to empathize. And, be and then through that, we get catapulted into a higher, more clear state of perspective in order to make good choices, better choices that either serve your well-being or truly serve somebody to their uh, to what they really need. Uh, a lot of times, even good parenting has to do with not doing what your how you not treating your kids as you were treated by your parents, but seeing them as independent entities that also have their own new experiences that are happening and be able being able to not only be an example to them through your behavior but to direct them to making better choices which creates good habits Correct. a bad habit is a habit that diminishes your well-being a good habit is a habit that nourishes and encourages your well-being right so what my what that long thing that I said to you before was that there are people that because they have repressed their ability to go into action, into movement, motion, and to express, you know, uh, energy in a certain way that they could actually be repressed in a certain level where it doesn't matter what they're perceiving, they're always trying to navigate it uh, in a way that they don't have to rock the boat or make any waves, so to speak. So a good leader like you were talking about, knows how to navigate and not necessarily get sucked into maybe negative emotions, knows how to transmute, propel, take that energy and propel themselves into a higher state. There are a lot of people that maybe just stand on the outside and don't do anything to it or frozen. So my reason for bringing that up is how to encourage someone to move into action, to move into a place of engaging um, themselves in a way that they see the possibility within potentially what could be perceived well, as... Well, we already laid out the basic exercise. It's a stop exercise. You have to stop several thousand times and catch yourself and, and challenge your habits, which the framework of stopping yourself and challenging your habits has falls under the guise of self-observation. Right. You need to observe yourself long enough in action to have an understanding about what your tendencies are and to add to your being in order to get to the point where you can transform negative emotions into like a rocket of understanding. This is right. Suzanne Toro and Thomas Hardavani. You are tuned into Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice, expanding your vision. I'm talking about the person one step ahead of that where they actually have put themselves in a holding pattern where they're just what we call... They're um, one step ahead of transforming no, negative emotions? They're, behind, they're one step before they're ready to observe. Just the, before the stop exercise. 
they've basically disassociated themselves in a certain way. So to bring them into that process where they're actually engaging. Well, you're talking about you bringing them into. You said you're like you bringing them into a place. No, you, so, they have to bring themselves. No, I'm talking about them. They have to stop themselves. <laughs> you cannot do that for of them. Of course I although, can't. Although if you have the luxury of <laughs> them coming to a meditation class and you're asking them to stop and to sit and to slow down, that's different. No, but, I'm... But, but life in itself is its dojo is the is the zazen it's the moving meditation that uh, we want to carry our best selves out into the world and that takes some preparation of to, course. to go out into the world uh, open and understanding your, your relationship your best relationship to it so as to uh, navigate the uh, you know the stormy seas exactly I wasn't suggesting I would do it for them I was suggesting that there are people that are afraid to engage. Well, at well, all. the people that are afraid to engage can't have this conversation about transforming negative emotions. That those the people that are afraid to engage don't have a shot in hell. Or let me reverse that: they have a shot in hell because chances are they are living in it. Right. If they want to get out of that hell, there has to be a need. There has to be something that may have happened to them in such a way where they go, you know what, I have to change my habits. I have to see myself with fresh eyes. I have to see who I am in relation to the world around me uh, with a fresh perspective. And those people that may be coming out of some type of suffering start to quest. And if anybody that's questing wants to know how to get off on the right track, stop. And don't think stopping once or twice is going to get it done. Understanding that this has to become a habit in your day so that you can get a fresh picture of who you really are in this world, in this life, in relation to the people around you. Once you have enough fresh impressions, up-to-date impressions, like updating your information, you know, like doing your tax, you know, like you got to update your stuff, like doing your personal accounting. That's what stopping, that's what the stop exercise does. That's what the uh, self-observation process starts to allow that individual to get to a place where, okay, gosh, this is, this is really beneficial, but now what I want to do is take it to another level. And then taking it to another level, which, is, which not everybody gets to, is transforming those negative emotions right. as a catalyst into higher states of consciousness, which then allow them to see the objective reality of the truth that not only are they are living in, but those around them are living in. And that's where we get the good leaders from. That's where we get the good politicians from. That's where we get the good teachers from. That's where we get a good parent from. That's where we get a good lawyer from. That's where we get a good doctor from. That's where we get a good policeman from, because he has a sense of the whole. And regardless of what happens, he understands that whatever happens is an opportunity for greater understanding. Uh, when you've gone to the those places of transforming negative emotions within yourself, if you don't mind sharing, if it's not too personal, uh, what have you been able to access that uh, you didn't realize till that moment? Everything. Everything about you. Who I am in relation to... Uh, who I am in relation to my work, who I am in relation to those around me. Uh, just who I am. The purpose for being here as a human being. Uh, the, the work... The, the, any, any work that I do that's of any significance or of value to somebody else comes from those elevated understandings. Now, unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, the, the tendency is to do this work when things are difficult. Once you get your head above water, you can take a nice breath. You go, oh, good, I got a breath. That's, this is great. It's great to breathe again. And that can be enough for people. They just want to breathe. They want to feel like, hey, I'm okay. That's good for some people. But then there are those that just don't want to get their head above water. They want to, they want to thrive. They want to prosper. They want to go as deep as they can into themselves as a human being. And one of the steps to getting to that place, to realizing your potential as a human being, is the ability to transform negative emotions. That's why it's such a critical step for anybody that wants to be all they can be. And, you know, there's, there's challenges, you know, the older we get, the more set in our ways we get, the more habitual we get, the more locked our ideas are, are about things, about a society, about what, you know, who we are, what we can do, what we can't do. We start to limit ourselves by putting limits on ourselves as opposed to reaching for another level, which comes from how we see the world. And that's really beautiful because from that place, nobody is limited and everything is a choice. And it's up to the individual to evolve to whatever level that they're not comfortable with, because evolving is not comfortable. Testing yourself and being in difficult circumstances when you're not secure in this technique or in that step can be very unnerving, can be very uh, uh, challenging, but then there's a break where you actually experience that, where you actually take that and you drive it up and all of a sudden, wow, okay, wow, this, I, don't, I don't even have to be behaving like this. I can adjust my behavior to whatever it needs to be in order to make a, cir a set of circumstances uh, healthier for everybody involved. And that's, you know, those are, those are, the, those are the special people. And we all are capable of being extraordinary beings, but we under have to understand that we have to want that and then we have to earn that and then we get to a certain level and when we get to that certain level there's a whole nother level of rules that exist there and there's less rules but they must be followed in other words we have an obligation at a certain point we become responsible and the moment an individual can transform negative emotions they become responsible for the first time in other words there's no there's not an accidental there's not an accident in how they're receiving things. And if they behave in a way that's outside of what they're capable of, then we can say that they've sinned. You've <laughs> sinned. Well, and only people that can yeah. take responsibility for themselves can actually do wrong because now it's not, you know, you, you, you just can't be it's a victim. It's not from a place of ignorance. Well, it's you, a place well, you, of intelligence. You can't, be, you can't be a victim from this place. There's no victimhood from this place. There's no way to make yourself out to be a victim if you can be responsible and have an understanding as to how and why you did something. And so that's those are very personal lines. They, are, they sit above current society's standards. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. Because society, you know, accepts more than ever mm -hmm. victimhood. Right. It's actually becoming a, a way to navigate get through ahead. the world to get ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's definitely a way to get ahead, and I think celebrated in a certain way. But um, you know, for the listener, I'd be careful of falling into that victim trap because well, the only way out of it is to stop, take a look at really what's going on around you, and to start making choices that are 
suitable for the circumstances that you find yourself in. Right. And who, who, can, who can point a finger back at themselves and say they're a victim from that perspective? Very difficult to do that. Absolutely. Well, and this is why in martial arts, um, because part of what we're talking about is related to a sutra called the Heart Sutra, which does take all energies and transmute them for the greater good, for the greater good of self and others. But there is a higher standard, as you mentioned, because uh, there are co- the consequences are much greater uh, if you exercise that ability in a fashion that it could potentially harm someone. Well, it's a, it, it, if you're harming people by accident, it means you, you don't necessarily know who you no, are. No, I mean, when you the- know how to trans mute this energy and gather it up and then you harm in that action that's like you said a sin you know well i mean it's 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 a it's a bible term sin you know that's it's hard to well there's <laughs> hard a th- to, hard to <laughs> sit if you're not sinning then you know uh we're, we're all perceived to be sinners Un- until up to a point and it's up to that point that transforming negative emotions becomes uh evident in a person. Uh, we don't have the choice but to fall into things without taking personal responsibility of the quality of the impressions that we're receiving. Ability, uh, in, you know, I think it's good for us to go over that right now because it is, there's kind of celebrating people to come forward and have voices but through the guise of being a victim versus Uh, maybe situations that maybe all the time situations happen and they're an opportunity to a learn from to transform within to go move into action that is for the greater good of all Um, even in the most tumultuous situations most horrific situations provide many blessings as you mentioned you know the guy that flips you off on the road all of a sudden you're able to transform his uh, anger agitation into something really beautiful within yourself. Well, even a good argument. I mean, if you have two intelligent people arguing, trying to find common ground, the, the, the good debate naturally elevates energies, naturally elevates, naturally elevates. And all of us, I don't know, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I've been in arguments that have been knocked down, drag out arguments where both people are reflective. Both people are lost. Well, I've been lost, they've been lost, and you just get after it with each other. You just at each other. But if you stay at each other long enough, what happens? Make up sex <laughs> or an understanding or a mutual apology like, wow, I'm so sorry I didn't mean to fly off the handle like that. Or, you know, I, I, I understand now. Let's, you know, uh, and hopefully it's not agree to disagree because that never really leads anywhere except for another conflict, especially <laughs> if you live with the person because you can't agree to disagree if you live with somebody because then you're going to be faced with the same problem tomorrow or later on that night or that morning. or you know, Certain issues have to be resolved. When people get after it with each other, uh, energies rise. And right. in that rising energy, if people have dignity in themselves as they fight for a point of view, uh, the most extraordinary understandings and the most extraordinary solutions can come out of that. That's a good fight. That's a good fight. That is the good fight. And uh, for most people, that's uh, that's their experience in getting catapulted into higher states of consciousness through 
transforming negative emotions, unbeknownst to them, totally accident, just a natural phenomenon of life. So that's, that's, uh, that's, life does give us these opportunities to have to work things out. We have to work certain things out. And if we engage long enough right. and well, wear out, get worn out, wear ourselves out to the point that we can only be in the moment with each other and then look at each other clearly and realize, hey, I really care about this person. Whatever just happened based on my fears or my preconceptions, I can adapt and I'll learn to adapt. And that's the other thing that the transforming of negative emotions does. It's an adaptation to the circumstances that provides real solutions. And catapulting the energy, you know, right now we're in a moment in time where people are afraid to speak to get each other, especially in the art of debate. Um, and so there is a lot of that energy available to us right now to have conversations. And I found through my own practice where I work with clients, this is a great time of year to learn how to communicate um, on a deeper level, a more effective level, one that actually uh, brings clarity to the situation and the people to, so they can understand what you want, need, or what can what the possibilities are, which are really exciting. Uh, how do you feel about uh, utilizing the voice to actually uh, transmute negative emotions in a way like once you have that aha and like big picture perspective of really what is coming um, into the present moment with your voice to shift the dynamic because maybe you're the only one that's transmuted the energy in the moment and you could be the faithful steward to kind of guide the situation. That just sounds like a type of a meditation. Let's say you're lucky enough to have to be in a meditation class to learn how to stop. Basically that's what meditation is. Remember meditation in itself is to be if it's a class, the reason for the class, yes, is to stop. Enter into a higher frame of consciousness and then carry that consciousness out with you into the world as long as possible. So eventually meditation class becomes not necessary because you realize that every moment that you have, every breath that you take is an opportunity to meditate or to engage into a higher state of consciousness and begin again and constantly begin again begin again a, a day of a person who's questing that individual is beginning again all day long until it just becomes what they are and that would you know the ancients would call that their original selves they, they would just become what they are and and uh, uh, and then from that place they are the rock they're they're the, they're the mountain in the storm. They're not they're 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 steadfast. They're available. Uh, uh, they may appear to be stoic. If you walk into certain rooms with a meditative repose, you'll ruin the room because everybody's dualistic minds will key into a person that just walked in with a different energy, and that that person can be perceived as uh, you know as some other entity. You know, it's <laughs> like okay, this person is challenging my dualistic, reflective, uh, reactive mind. Uh, it's, a, it's really interesting to start to observe uh, those behaviors, you know. But then we have the ancient craft of acting. And acting is happening every day. Everybody's acting. Everybody's putting on a face that 
they feel will allow them to navigate a space. Acting in its original uh, implementation is a natural phenomenon that enlightened people would use to survive because they couldn't wear their enlightenment on their sleeves. They had to mask it, so they reflected the environments that they were in in order for them not to be singled out and mm. tarred and feathered or hung on a cross or uh, you know whatever medieval form of torture that they would impose upon somebody that might be a catalyst of change. People that start to transform negative emotions become unique individuals, and then from that point forward, they need to learn how to act, be appropriate in whatever environments that they find themselves in. But that's you know, this is very mystical, metaphysical pursuits, and all those pursuits are are ways to for an individual to realize their potential. And, and the gateway to realizing your potential into those higher frameworks of understanding is the ability to transform your negative emotions. Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. Being that you're a performing arts amazing teacher and actor, how, how do you guide someone that's interested in the performing arts but they haven't taken the time or the, decided that they are responsible for transmuting or transforming their negative emotions on a daily basis? We're moving past the need to have negative emotions. It's very nice of you to say. Those are very complimentary <laughs> things to say. Yeah, you're pretty amazing. Wow. See how distracting that is? That put me into another part of my mind where I think I'm special now. So because now I think I'm special, I won't be able to talk about this subject matter because oh. there's nothing really special about it. These are our birthrights. These are the tools that we were given to survive. And uh, anybody can have access to their greatest self with certain types of practices. But everybody has the ability to begin. Stop, maybe observe your body breathing, maybe wait for the voices in your mind to slow down. Maybe once the voices slow down, maybe they stop. Maybe all of a sudden your experience becomes that of the immediate environment, maybe of that of the food that you're cooking, maybe of that, maybe of, that of uh, the exercise that you're doing. And then there's lots of so many different ways to re-experience your re-experience a familiar place for the first time every time, and that's and that's where the the performing arts come in on a high level, is that those artists are artists because they have the ability to align themselves either with their imagination or align themselves with their environment perfectly, or understand the relationship between both of those. Things. But yes, meditation is the step to elevating being. If you do it thousands and thousands and thousands of times, things shift. And all of a sudden you're in a different paradigm. And all of a sudden the world is not as, not scary at all. All of a sudden it becomes this uh, sensory experience that you can exist in and make better choices in. My point is within this moment in time, and the performance art profession being what it is in a, a formal setting, in a social media setting, and with consciousness being at a point in time where there's more uh, awareness around people doing what they would call mindful practices, bringing themselves into the present moment, accessing what's possible within their surroundings. But at the same time, we're at a rise where there's a lot of people dependent on pharmacology just to make it through their day. So being where we're at in the performing arts field right now, because we have, you know, people that are considered quote unquote 
formally trained. We have people that are amateurs that find their craft via social media, YouTubes, you know, able to circulate what they have and gather an audience. And then we have consciousness rising in a way that people are aware of some of this language, no matter what their theological belief system is, they're dabbling in it. Do you feel that it's going to become necessary in the evolution back into what would maybe be a period of mastery of renaissance for performing arts that people um, become that master so that then they can act, so that they can perform? you say that again? Do you feel... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not a mass. It's an individual's journey. I, so, so if you're talking about generals, uh, generalized evolution, if you evolve, the people around you will expand. Of course. So it's a. But there's a, a tipping point. There's a tipping point. So. Well, but listen. What others, what others do, what masses of people do, is not my business. I'm not asking about the masses. I'm just saying that this, sometimes what happens over history, you can watch it happen. They were in the Renaissance. There's been divine periods of enlightenment where masterpieces are created because they're operating at a higher state of being. Right now, we're not necessarily there. I'm asking you to be a little fortuitous. Do you feel, do you sense, because we have two things going on. People are having this language, but they're not completely letting go of their dualistic perspective of reality, but we're converging up onto a point. And do you feel that it's really gonna become necessary that you know you, you basically learn to tie your shoes before you can act? You basically learn to transmute your negative emotions. You learn how to engage your imagination. All these things before you can act, which would also mean before you can live a full life. There's very few act either in. There's very few actors. There's just very few actors in the performing arts that are real. There's very few actors on the planet as leaders. There's just very few actors. There's very few people on the planet that can lead. All an actor is is somebody that can take action. And so if you're talking about a global leader, there's very few true global leaders. There's very few true performing artists. Uh, and because it's so rare, because of the type of efforts that have to go into actually attaining that level of understanding and navigate all of the obstacles that a politician may have to navigate in order for him to get into a position to really have an impact or for an artist who has to navigate society and all of the challenges whether it's financial or just having a roof over your head and feeding yourselves and still evolving within your art such a uh, small small chance that an individual will evolve to their full full potential. Huge groups of people evolving, although we have technologies that, uh, which is expanding at a tremendous rate, which gives us more information and less excuse to oscillate between ignorance and enlightenment. Uh, even though we have less excuses to do that because of all the information, it seems like there's still the same amount of ignorance and enlightenment happening on the, on the planet. But I wouldn't know that for sure, because I only know myself in my environment. And in my experience, in this body, at this time, and understand and reflect on the moments in time in my life where I was able to act, where I did feel like I was touching on the potential of what I was as a human being, and understanding that if you don't maintain those sorts of efforts long enough, that you will not maintain a certain level of being. You have to, you have to maintain an effort long enough in order to actually have something that's 
becomes truly yours. Uh, because of the types of efforts that have to be made, the chances of an individual realizing their potential is very low. That being said, <laughs> not, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> if somebody, it's fine, it's I'm true. I'm just joking. <laughs> that being said, if people do take these initial steps mm. and they find fruit in seeing the world with a fresh pair of eyes, they can smell the roses, they can feel the sun, they can appreciate themselves in a body that when it's at its best is aligned with the world around it and with the people around it and they find joy in that and they find uh, a sense of self in that. Those sorts of efforts will encourage more types of efforts. And if an individual has a grandiose idea for themselves that, hey, I would like to be my best self, then the steps that the ancients have laid out for us make perfect sense. And no form of technology is going to take the place of it. It's always going to come down to an individual transforming their negative emotions, developing a type of will that can sustain an effort long enough to feel this bliss a divine human has access to. We all start off with it, typically. Most children have it up to a certain age and then they become self-conscious and then we stop evolving. Our essence stops evolving. And then as we grow up and we start questing after more prosperity or more internal understanding, we have to relearn the essence of what we had when we were younger. It, it's quite a journey, but it is a journey. And it's right. a worthy journey. It's it's a, it's the good journey. It's the good fight. It's the thing that allows us to understand who we are in relation to each other. Who's the teacher? Who's the student? The ancients used to have a conversation with each other, regardless of whether it was Aristotle having a conversation with a student or Aristotle having a conversation with somebody who was an expert in a particular field. Aristotle knew that, hey, I'm the student in relation to this person because this person has an experience in life that I don't have and I want to understand his experience so that I can parallel that with my own and be better. The ancients had this way of, of understanding and identifying who was a student, who was a teacher. Am I a student here? Awesome, I'm a student here. You have such value to me. Oh, I'm the teacher here? Okay, good. We have value to each other. We, we can benefit each other and eventually ideally find ourselves as equals and then go questing out after other things that we don't quite grasp and surround ourselves with people that we want to understand in order to uh, expand our horizons and, and get a sense of what this being human thing is. This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Hardavani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice, expanding your vision. I come from an infinite point of view. So when you talk about the child self having that fresh energy because you're seeing an imprint of where they've reached. And then as you come into your identity in this lifetime, that's that point where you start to see where your life work is and where you can continue to build. It's kind of, in my mind, uh, you get back on the bike again at that point when you start to quest again. And then you continue to build. And so then, for me, the eternal being, uh, in my next, I will have my imprint and then my benchmark and keep working ahead. Um, you definitely can see uh, different imprints on the souls as they come in um, and as they exit out. Uh, it's a, a beautiful thing to observe and watch the, the cycle uh, move through the seasons. So we're fortunate to be right now at a time of birth, rebirth, 
that we can all engage and celebrate in, I would say. It's a lot of fun. Everyone likes this energy at this time of year. Or, or they're suffering with it because there's an abundance of it. And all that means is that abundant energy is directed down. It's directed into more suffering. So energy is just energy. And where we direct it, we have a choice. We, we can Where we place our attention is directing our energy because we are divine humans and we have this thing called choice and we can direct our attention to wherever we want to go. If we keep our attention there long enough, we'll have an understanding and attain an understanding. So every vocation, every job, every life, regardless of its challenges, has the potential for the person to evolve within that as long as all of their physiological faculties are in order. But you'll find that even in a, a guy like Stephen Hawking, who is a, clearly a genius and got the most out of his life, amazingly, given his tough circumstances within the context of his body, was able to evolve to such a great degree within his ability to perceive things in a certain way. Absolutely, and that's just, to me, is a reflection of how impervious the soul can be. I think you've said once that the soul can't be drunk. The physical body, of course, it might like go down Dante's Inferno for a little exploration, but Stephen Hawkins is a perfect example of someone that, within circumstances, chose to transmute the situation and evolve really as a leader and an inspirer to us all. And sometimes it takes that adverse difficulty uh, for some beings to really get it, you know, to, to get the juicy stuff. But what's exciting is anybody can begin. Absolutely. Anybody can begin the journey. And all we have to do is stop. Stop for several seconds and take a fresh photograph of who we are in given circumstances. And if we take enough photograph, we'll have an objective perspective of who we really are as opposed to what we think we are. Yeah, you gave me the thinking of stop, drop, and roll. If it's that bad, roll around a little bit. Stop, <laughs> stop drop, drop or... roll around a little bit. If there's someone close by that you like, maybe roll around with them and things will be all right. Absolutely. <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, along with these efforts comes a tremendous amount of joy comes a tremendous amount of satisfaction comes a tremendous sense of self comes a confidence that can only come from making right efforts and a right effort is simply an effort that main, helps maintain our well-being and allows us to be an asset to whatever set of circumstances we are because we can observe what is and make a better choice so stop assess make a better choice. If you wait long enough, the, 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 what to do becomes more evident, and that's what a real actor does. Right. A real actor assesses his environment and thinks on his feet and navigates his space uh, within a structure that's been laid out for him freely. Right. Incumbent on his own choices. Well, that's what nature's doing for us. We're part of it all day long. It's adapting and shifting and changing based on the current circumstances. So, so we have to adapt yeah. and change with them. We have to roll with every punch life gives us. And the beauty is, is that every person that's standing has gotten up. And every person, you know, not everybody that's gone down has gotten up. And the sad thing is when we go down and we don't get up, we know that the end is near. You know, there's a lot to celebrate with our fellow humans. Anybody that's walking around has gotten up. Everybody's Absolutely. gotten up probably after falling many, 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 many yeah. times. And I'm, I'm one that has fallen a tremendous amount and have the scars to prove it. Well, we're glad you're still standing, Thomas. 
Uh, well, we're glad you're still standing, Suzanne. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I think I have nine lives in this one. Uh, this has been fun. I love transmuting negative emotions. I think I'm, expi- I'm excited and inspired to dive a little deeper in with myself, and uh, hopefully everyone listening out there will do the same. Yeah. Enjoy the spring. It has sprung. <laughs> this is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. <laughs>